This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 6.04. We've had some thunderstorm activity boosting up the amount of moisture in the air. And now we're talking about fog and mist at the airport. Visibility is about six miles, but it might be more thick fog in those river valley areas. Another transportation issue on Route 12 in Shenango County. There's been a big barn fire out in Brisbane between Hogsback Road and King Road. That's down to one lane, and that might continue throughout the morning as they're working out there. A number of fire departments have been out there since about... 10 past 2 this morning. So be aware of that big barn fire shutting down part of Route 12 in Shenango County in Brisbane. The forecast for today, mostly cloudy, 70% chance of mainly afternoon showers and thunderstorms returning. Some storms could produce gusty winds, mostly cloudy today, and a high in the mid-70s. A town of Maine man will be sentenced in September after pleading guilty in Broome County Court, admitting to engaging in numerous acts of sexual conduct with a child. According to the Broome County District Attorney's Office, Justin Miller of Maine pleaded guilty to the violent felony charge, of course, of of sexual conduct against a child. Authorities accused Miller of having contact on several occasions last year with a 12-year-old. He's expected to be sentenced to 15 years in New York State Prison, followed by 20 years of post-release supervision and will have to register as a sex offender. Broome County District Attorney Michael Korjak says the guilty plea spared the child from having to testify in court and recount those crimes. A Shenango County man is charged with felony sexual act. New York State Police say 55-year-old Ralph Smith of Brisbane is accused of of subjecting a child under the age of 14 to sexual contact. The incidents reportedly happened in the town of Green. Two Cortland residents are facing felony counts following a drug raid at a home in the city of Cortland. Sheriff's officials say 39-year-old Jody Meyer and 41-year-old Nicole Osborne were arrested Friday as part of an ongoing investigation with the Cortland County Drug Task Force. Cocaine, heroin, boo-fedrin pills, molly, and suspected drug sale proceeds were all confiscated. A number of lesser charges were filed along with the conspiracy and drug possession felony counts. The former town supervisor of Farsalia admits stealing $240,000 in public funds. New York State Controller Thomas DiNapoli and Cortland County District Attorney Patrick Perfetti say Dennis Brown pleaded guilty to grand larceny as a crime of public corruption. Brown has already paid back $125,000 of the money he stole to buy a whole slew of things, ranging from groceries to paying for cooking classes. He also allegedly bought liquor, clothes, jewelry, designer handbags, and used the money to pay for vacations and work on his private property. WMBF First News Time 607. A federal judge is throwing out a lawsuit by Republican state lawmakers in Pennsylvania that sought to overturn a ban on gas drilling and hydraulic fracturing in the Delaware River Basin. Judge Paul Diamond in Philadelphia ruled that GOP lawmakers had no legal right to sue. 
Senate Republicans led by Senators Gene Yaw and Lisa Baker claimed the Delaware River Basin Commission overstepped its authority and usurped the legislature with its moratorium on natural gas development in northeast Pennsylvania and near the river and its tributaries. Diamond says the dispute is best resolved through the political process, but the judge gave four municipalities that had joined the lawsuit permission to refile. A historic sports figure in the region, big supporter of the Twin Tiers, and friend of local charity who returned year after year for a celebrity golf tournament in his name, has passed away. According to MLB.com, Jim Mudcat Grant has died at the age of 85. Grant played with the Binghamton Triplets and was a member of the Black Aces, an elite group of black baseball players who... who, Recorded 20 game wins, being the first pitcher in the American League to reach that milestone. The annual Jim Mudcat Grant Golf Tournament in the Southern Tier started in 2002 has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years for local charities benefiting children, families, and veterans. Every year, the Community Hunger Outreach Warehouse, otherwise known as Chow, Urban League, Boys and Girls Club, and Catholic Charities have benefited along with support for programs to combat, combat homelessness among veterans. Grant was always the ultimate gentleman and never complained about the treatment he endured as a member of the Negro League and even in the American League through the 1950s and 1960s. He also often spoke to school children using his story as inspiration that you can overcome any obstacle if you commit yourself. He played his last season of professional baseball in 1971. Grant never forgot his brief time with the triplets and hosted that annual golf tournament at the links at Hiawatha Landing. This year's tournament is to be the 20th anniversary contest and is scheduled for September 2nd. It's 6.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Giannis Kumpo, 34 points. Milwaukee Bucks yesterday in game four, down two to one, rolled to a 107.96 game four victory. Kyrie Irving left with a sprained right ankle midway through the second quarter. He was later seen on crutches, and ESPN's reporting that after the MRI today, they'll uh, know the severity of whether uh, Kyrie can play again or if he's done for the season, which doesn't look too good when you're on crutches like that. But we'll uh, we'll wait and see. Right now, series deadlocked at two apiece, heading back to Brooklyn for Game 5 tomorrow night without James Harden and possibly, probably, at least for this game, without Kyrie Irving. And last night, Suns and Nuggets. And here's a steal by Booker, and the shot won't go. Rebound bridges underneath, gets the ball to DeAndre Ayton for a wham, bam, slam. (laughs) And you can tell this one, bye-bye, baby. And the Suns are going to move on to the Western Conference Finals. They lead at 118-107. And they will face either the Utah Jazz or the L.A. Clippers. It looks like probably the Utah Jazz. Phoenix 125, Denver 118. Nikolai Jochitz, the NBA's most valuable player, got tossed in the third period. You're out of here. He's like, all right, well, we're not going to play anymore anyway this year. But good season for him, good season for Denver. But unfortunately, when you're playing the best of the best, you know, sometimes the best isn't enough. Looking at Major League Baseball yesterday, Yankees, nah, they played Philly in interleague action, losing seven to nothing. Over in the National League, Mets fall to San Diego seven to three. 
Binghamton Rumble Ponies lose to the Bowie Bay Sox the final game of their six-game series here at home, ten to nothing. Ponies went two and four in that series against the Bay Sox. They will start another six-game homestand at Morabito Stadium tomorrow night against the Portland Sea Dogs. And how about those New York Islanders? Game one yesterday in Tampa Bay to face the Lightning. Here they got it back in the Tampa and Pollock straight on shoot. He scores! Ryan pulls the trigger from center point. Blasted by Vasilevsky and it's 2-0 Islanders. I know I didn't have to play that sound clip, but I just love to hear that guy talk. I like to hear his high-pitched squealy voice when he gets all excited, you know. <laughs> and Islander fans have a reason to be excited. They won the first game uh, on the opponent's ice, 2-1 to one against the Lightning yesterday uh, to capture home ice now. Game two in Tampa tomorrow. Let's go, Islanders. They are beating teams they weren't expecting to beat, but they did. All right. And we also have uh, a couple of acknowledgments here we want to mention. We mentioned this earlier in sports. want to mention it again, that Emily McKay has earned her second All-American honors from Binghamton University, competing this past Saturday and taking seventh place overall in the Women's 5000 NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championship. And uh, she was a standout this year, of course, back in March, uh, placing 14th in the NCAA Cross-Country Championship, winning the America East Women's Individual Cross-Country title and was conference title champion for outdoor track in the 1500. So congratulations to Emily McKay. Go Bearcats! And that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 614. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, we mentioned earlier that there was a barn fire this morning early in Brisbane, in Chenango County, affecting traffic on Route 12 between Hogsback Road and Kings Road. If you travel in that area, it was down to one lane, and uh, they may be out there through the morning. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that as best we know. But right now, you could expect some delays if you're traveling Route 12 between Hogs Back Road and Kings Road. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast, mostly cloudy today. Chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, maybe some gusty winds in there. High in the mid-70s. Mostly cloudy tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Low in the mid-50s. Could see some patchy morning fog for your commute on Tuesday as we start the day off. And then a chance of showers and thunderstorms, otherwise partly sunny for Tuesday. High in the mid-70s, sunshine on Wednesday. High near 70 as we uh, close out the first uh, final week, that is, of spring this week as summer arrives on Father's Day Sunday. Right now we're at 65 degrees. WNBF First News Time is 616. Doug Mosher along with Kathy White. And we'll check the date. It's Doug's Date Book on News Radio 1290, WNBF. All right, June 14th, 1953. Elvis Presley graduates from L.C. Humes High School in Memphis, Tennessee. When handed his diploma, Elvis said, thank you very much. 1961 country singer Patsy Cline suffered serious head and hip injuries in a car crash in Madison, Tennessee. A passenger in the other car was killed. Of course, later, Patsy Cline was actually killed in a plane crash. 1965, Paul McCartney and the Beatles recorded this big hit. Actually, it was Paul McCartney. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. I think the other Beatles were real happy that he did the whole thing himself. It's like, wait a minute. Wait, Paul, you didn't conclude us. All right. Uh, let's see. 1970. A group uh, consider, uh, consisting of Dwayne Allman, Eric Clapton, and many others formed Derek and the Dominoes. 
And if you remember that, let's see if I can play a clip here for it. Come on, let's move. Let's move it. Vaminos here. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> what's going on here? All right. It was Layla. I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Here we go. Gotta love computers. 1971, the first hard rock cafe opened in London. And in 1989, the slap around the world. Zaza Gabor slapped a Beverly Hills police officer who pulled her over for having expired license tags. There, darling, take that. Uh, Actor Marla Gibbs is 90 today. She played Florence on uh, The Jeffersons. That was a great series. Singer Rod Argent, pound for pound, probably one of the best keyboard player coming out of the 60s. Rod Argent of the Zombies, Anne of Argent, 76 today. Janet Lennon of the wonderful Lennon Sisters is 75 today. Uh, the Big Ragu from Laverne and Shirley, Carmine. Remember, Eddie Mecca, 69 to the actor. Will Patton, 67. Yasmin Bleeth, just because I like to say that name. Yasmin Bleeth is 53 today. And our singer, Boy George of Culture Club, is 60. All right, maybe we'll do some Culture Club later, because I know Kathy really likes Culture Club. So, all right, here we go. What did he say? Him say WNBF. First News Binghamton presents The Lighter Side with Doug and Kathy. How much lighter can you get than that? (laughs) Happy Flag Day. (laughs) I thought that was the 14th. Well, close enough. (laughs) This is the 14th. I know. (laughs) I was picking on you. It is Flag Day. Of course it it is. is. Did you ever see uh, on the, I don't know if you ever watched The Big Bang Theory. Ever watch that? No. They have a segment there that Sheldon does with his girlfriend. They call it Fun with Flags, and they're like, show different flags. So I used to incorporate that in my uh, my trivia night. I would do like a flag that only has like the star on it or something. Or I, yeah, I played a trivia one time. It was something with the, I remember the, the only flag that has a beaver on There's like a beaver on one side. It's a two-sided flag, and there's like only one flag that's a two-sided flag. Um, there, There is one like that. Um, I thought California had a bear on it, but I it does. Yeah, bear. Yeah. I, I remember that. But uh, yeah, so how was the weekend? It was good. It was good. We did uh, some like little snipping of the flowers and yeah. things, getting that all done, and some cooking and some stuff. It Strawberry was, shortcake. Yeah. It was nice. It was a nice weekend, too. We had the grandkids all day Saturday. We kept the two-year-old overnight. That's the first time we've, we've had her overnight since she was born. So it was her first night away from her parents completely. And she That's did, really young to be away. Yeah. She did uh, She did really well. And really well. She uh, she woke up once, looked at my wife, and started screaming. I just slept in, I slept in the other room because when the grandkids are there, I sleep in their room because there's no way I'm going to be sleeping. Last time I tried to sleep with them... I wound up with like getting kicked in the head three times and forget it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I sleep in the other room. But anyway, that was it was kind of cool because I, I got out the guitar because I got I got these little harmonicas that they play. So I got out the guitar and and Callie, the two year old, was playing the harmonica and we did a little video of it. I'll have to show it to you later. It was cute. That <laughs> <laughs> was just the weather is just so weird. I mean it. it goes from cold to so super hot and then back to cold it was a little bit on the chilly side this weekend yeah it was and yesterday was was okay i mean we were out for a little while on saturday outside in the yard with the kids but kind of overcast yeah it it was funny because 
on I kept checking the 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 video of the front door video mm-hmm. um from where we were and we were just totally socked in with clouds on Saturday and throughout the day on Saturday that I checked the video it was pretty sunny the whole time isn't it amazing you can do that yeah I know yeah. I mean people can't get away I mean you people that try to like invade people's houses even you know now you got them you got them they're right there you know you can't you can't get away with anything the the eyes of the world are on you folks yeah and to some extent i don't particularly care for it but other sides of it but yeah we have a camera in the house too so we can check on things and of course at work check on the the critters well yeah behaving themselves or if there's something wrong which there has been a couple times that we've had a a vet emergency with one of the animals while we're at work that we've actually found on the camera and quick run home so yeah, that's probably one of the best things for pet owners is those cameras like that. Because I know a lot of people that have pets, just yeah, so primarily dogs. Yeah, so it's a new dogs. way that my animals can ignore me in person yeah. and through the camera when I'm yelling at them. <laughs> primarily <laughs> dogs, not goldfish or cats. Cats could care less anyway. But well, Yeah, I get ignored by the dogs, too. So. <laughs> Do they, can they hear you? You can talk yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah, I can talk to them. And it's kind of funny. Every once in a while, it, there's a bit of a delay, and it's kind of digitized choppy a little bit yeah but every once in a while you you, you know you yell at one of them and they lift their head up and they'll look in the direction of the camera like where's that coming from <laughs> or they'll go to the gate and see if i'm at the back door technology is grand though you can do a lot with it but i was talking to joe stanley last week about the apps and people can you know everything has an app and people can hack into your apps like uh, like your i have an app i haven't downloaded it but there's one for my for my uh, maytag uh, washer yeah, you know, I know my my dryer has like and, and a lot of things through through the the talking hockey puck there, uh, Alexa. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of things that you can do. Like, what do they call them? Skills, I guess they call them. Yeah, that you enable the skills you can yeah. do. Yeah, so you can. Yeah, and it's because you can even play games. I have apps a, I've got on the phone. I've got the camera. I guess you call it an app. Um, and because I was, so somebody was saying, I saw that there was a, a, a quiz of the celebrity was on a, a guest on something. They said, what's the, the latest, the your app you use the most? And they said something about, oh, iTunes. And they said, well, no, that's not an app. That's a skill or something. And it's like, I don't know the difference. So I <laughs> guess, I know I have the WMBF app. Yeah. Yeah, we have that important. too. It is important to have, you know, and what's cool about it is, um, not to, to, to puff our own chests out here, but, you know, it's important because we always have late-breaking stories that happen in our community here. And when we do, I, a lot of times I've gotten uh, push notifications that I didn't even know about that came from here. Yeah. I was busy doing something, so it's important. Yeah. It's but, free, folks. But I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what is an application on my telephone or what is just sitting there. Well, uh, like for iTunes, they call those an, FP, an FTP site, I think, because you download stuff from that site for purchase. I don't know. Um, where it isn't an application itself. Because my I father think, asked me that once. What's an app? Yeah, I think I think the, the inside camera, I, I, would, I don't know. I guess it's an app, right? But it's... Where else would the camera do yeah. photos but to your phone? So. Yeah, I would I would say that's an app because that's an application. It's something you can control. 
uh, from another location, too. So, yeah, that would definitely be an application. An app. App. Explain that one, folks. We don't have the 3DB like Phineas J. Whoopi from Tennessee Tuxedo. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's talented to break out the 3DB, and he'd be, like, explaining everything. People get confused when you (laughs) use the full name for something like application instead of app or merchandise instead of merch. It's an app, I'm telling you. And please, it's vegetables, not veggies. There you go. We'll talk with Kathy coming up in a couple minutes. She'll have local headlines for you, too, and we'll chat a little bit later on this hour. Right now, time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, presented by UHS. Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. How do you talk to someone who's still hesitant or even downright afraid to get vaccinated against COVID-19? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. First things first, yelling, shaming doesn't work. Neither does being condescending or saying things like just because. What does work, citing scientific data that shows unequivocally that these vaccines work and that they're safe. Another way to get through to someone, maybe share why you got vaccinated. What was it that you couldn't wait to get back to? Seeing your grandkids, getting on an airplane, going out to dinner or a movie. Finally, help your family member, friend, or colleague make their appointment. Sometimes that's the last hurdle. Maybe the schedule's too confusing or they need a ride or help with childcare. Or maybe take them to dinner and a drink afterward to celebrate. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Doctors Without Borders teams confront hard facts and conflict in crisis zones. When others look away, we step in to act. Because measles still kills more than 100,000 children every year. We're there to vaccinate more than 1 million. Because some countries have only one or two mental health professionals. We provided over 400,000 mental health consultations last year. The fact is, your support makes our life-saving work possible. Picture the impact we can have together. DoctorsWithoutBorders.org. 2020 was a challenging year, but things are looking up, including the stock market's performance. But will it last? Hi, I'm Ken Moray, Senior Advisor at Retirement Planners of America. If you are 50 or older, call us today to schedule a free consultation to learn more about our Invest and Protect strategy that is designed to help mitigate the risk of the stock market. Call us today at 800-375-1159 to schedule your free assessment. That's 800-375-1159. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees with some fog and mist around the area. We've had some thunderstorms come sweeping through very early this morning. Right now, visibility at the airport where the fog is about six miles. The forecast for later on today, a 60% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms popping back up. Some storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, mostly cloudy and a high in the mid-70s. Global stock markets have risen as investors look ahead to this week's Federal Reserve meeting for hints of possible changes in ultra-low interest rates and other economic stimulus. London and Frankfurt opened higher while Tokyo also gained. Markets in China and Hong Kong were closed for a holiday. Trading has been muted as investors wait for Wednesday's Fed meeting for signs of whether U.S. central bankers are turning more hawkish following a rise in inflation. No policy changes are expected immediately, but any shift in language in federal comments might fuel fears that bond purchases and other stimulus will wind down. 
After wrapping up the G7 summit in England and meeting with the Queen, President Joe Biden is in Brussels today for a high-stakes one-day NATO summit. On the sidelines of today's NATO summit, President Biden meets with Turkey's President Erdogan on the agenda for what could be a tense meeting, Syria, Afghanistan, and Turkey's purchase of a Russian-made missile defense system. The president's also sitting down with the leaders of three Baltic nations, Latvia, Estonia, and Lithuania, a meeting that seems intended to send a message to Russian President Vladimir Putin that the U.S. is looking out for the countries that are in his backyard. Karen Travers, ABC News, traveling with the president in Brussels. WMBF First News Time, 6.32. Traffic on Route 12 could be impacted through the morning as crews are on the scene of the large barn fire in Brisbane in Shenango County. That blaze was reported at around 2.10 this morning at 2353 New York State Route 12. Shenango County Emergency Services officials say one lane has been closed down between Hogsback Road and King Road. Firefighters from Brisbane were joined by Green, Oxford, Smithville, and Coventry departments at the scene, and Broome County Emergency Services was contacted to provide mutual aid. There have been no reports of injuries and no word as to whether there were any animals in the barn or the extent of damage. A shelter-in-place situation in the northern tier of Pennsylvania is over, and the suspect is in custody a day after a manhunt was launched. Residents in the Ulster Township area of Bradford County have been advised to lock their doors and shelter in place on Saturday evening after an 18-year-old said a 45-year-old Christopher Shulis of Ulster had stolen her high school graduation money and choked her until she lost consciousness. Shuler reportedly had two explosive devices with him. The initial complaint to the state police was made at around quarter after 7 Saturday evening. The shelter-in-place advisory was lifted late yesterday morning and WENY television in Elmira reported Shulis had been taken into custody by Sunday evening. The Colesville man apprehended after the shooting and wounding of a New York State trooper is being charged with first-degree attempted murder. State police say 34-year-old Jason Johnson was arrested in Broome County, uh, arraigned rather, in Broome County Central Arraignment and processed on two counts of felony attempted murder on Friday. And more charges are pending. Johnson is accused of shooting trooper Becky Sager in the hip area after authorities were called to West Windsor Road and Thornhill Road and around 8.30 Wednesday night for a report of a suspicious person. Authorities now say a second trooper sustained a shrapnel injury during the exchange of gunfire with the suspect. Johnson fled the scene and was at the center of that massive manhunt in northeastern Broome County that lasted about 20 hours. New York lawmakers are done with their official work this year, but legislative leaders said Friday they could return to deal with unfinished business. The state assembly continued its work into the early morning hours of Friday, ending a legislative session marked by the legalization of pot sales and the passage of a state budget that is set to hike taxes on millionaires. The Senate had already ended its session on Thursday. A host of other bills passed both bodies, and legislative leaders will now decide when to send those bills on to Governor Cuomo. Those include several criminal justice bills and a bill to speed up the counting of absentee ballots. It's 635 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Game one of the NHL semifinals between the Islanders and Tampa Bay. Here they got it back in the Tampa and Pollock straight on shoot. He's gone! 
pulls the trigger from center point. Blasted by Vasilevsky, and it's 2-0 Islanders. Matthew Barzell and Ryan Pollock both uh, scoring goals. Uh, beat the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1 yesterday in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup semifinals. Varlamov won his fourth straight playoff start, joining teammate Ilya Sorokin for a third pair of goaltenders for the same team to have personally winning stakes. That was the only NHL game playoff game yesterday. Over in the NBA, it was uh, all Giannis yesterday. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 34 points. The Bucks rolling to a 107-96 Game 4 victory on Sunday to tie their second-round playoff series with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Brooklyn lost Kyrie Irving, the second player of the Big Three, because James Harden was on the sidelines already with a hamstring issue. Kyrie, ankle situation. ESPN's reporting he'll do an MRI today, and uh, whether or not he'll return depends on the severity of that after the game. Coach Steve Natch addressed the issue. Maybe that was in play a little bit. We didn't execute very well, and I think that was the gut punch. You know, we, we had a hard time executing offensively. We had some defensive breakdowns, like I mentioned, that uh, uncharacteristically for this series, we gave them opportunities to transition or uh, not matching up and giving out three-pointers. So uh, maybe that was some of it, uh, more so than the injuries. Just we were, we were struggling a little bit and couldn't kind of get our mojo going. Kevin Durant, 28 points, 13 boards for the Nets. Game 5, Tuesday night. In Brooklyn. And the series between Phoenix and the Denver Nuggets is over. Phoenix sweeps the series. 125-118 win yesterday. The NBA's most valuable player, Nikolai Jocic, was ejected, given Das Boot in the third quarter. So they'll wait and see who wins the series, uh, Utah and the Clippers. Looks like Utah probably may win that series. Uh, and uh, that'll be a matchup on it. Utah and Phoenix, the way those teams have been playing. It'll be a good series. Over on the other side, Milwaukee and the Hawks go at it again tonight uh, in game four. Philly up two games to one in that series. The uh, game is at Atlanta tonight, so hopefully Trey Young and the rest of the guys can bounce back for them. Or Joel Embiid. Major League Baseball yesterday, Yankees lose to Philadelphia in interleague action, 7-0. The Mets fall to San Diego, 7-3. And the Binghamton Rumble Ponies get blasted by the Bowie Bay Sox, 10-0 in the final game of that six-game home series. Uh, they went 2-4 and four in the series, the Ponies did. They'll start another six-game home series tomorrow night at Morabito Stadium against the Portland Sea Dogs. We'll get them this time, right? And also, Binghamton University has another nationally recognized athlete, Emily McKay, now a a two-time All-American. And uh, this past weekend, McKay earned All-American honors once again taking seventh place overall in the Women's 5000 NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships. Congratulations to Emily, and uh, it's a great Bearcat accomplishment. WNBF First News Time is 642. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, we've been mentioning it this morning that the big barn fire in Brisbane overnight in Shenango County affecting traffic on Route 12 between Hogsback Road and King Road. If you're traveling that area, it is down to one lane. And they may be there throughout the morning dealing with that issue. So wanted to pass that along to our Route 12 travelers this morning that you may experience uh, some slowdowns in that area. Milling and paving going on around the greater Binghamton area, and uh, it's just uh, they move a lot, so it's very hard to keep track of where they exactly where they are. But uh, if you see them, please, you know, proceed with caution. There's there's men and women out there 
Also, if you see something that you think is uh, really a major tie-up and you want to give us the heads up on it, we'll we'll take the phone call, 772-1290. Pass that along to uh, the rest of our listening audience this morning. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast, mostly cloudy, chance of mainly afternoon showers and thunderstorms, and some of those could produce some gusty winds as well. Highs today in the mid-70s, mostly cloudy tonight, showers and thunderstorms, low in the mid-50s, some patchy fog overnight into the early morning hours for your commute tomorrow. You may see some of that. Uh, otherwise, partly sunny. There's a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm. High again in the mid-70s, and it looks like sun for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. A high uh, Wednesday near 70, low to mid-70s on Thursday, and a high near 80 on Friday. So uh, sun as we get close to our the wrapping up spring. The first official day of summer comes in on Father's Day Sunday the 20th. Right now we're at 65 degrees. WNBF First News Binghamton. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Welcome to Monday. Thanks for allowing us to be part. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Everybody sing it. National Flag Day today. It is Flag Day all over our nation. We pay tribute to this great country. You know, uh, there's a lot of criticism going on. Administrations, right, left, middle. I don't care where, where you are. We're all Americans, you know, and, and really, I mean, we need to get behind our country and our leaders and people that are doing things, and, and we always hope they'll do the right stuff. But, you know, sitting back and picking everything apart doesn't help either. At least it doesn't help me any. You don't have a solution to go along with it. <laughs> I, I mean, that's know. the thing is, if you get criticized, criticized, it's like, okay, how are you going to fix it? There's good and bad in everything, and you can always look at it half full or half empty or however you want to look at it. But See, the thing is, nobody ever asks me. I could tell you how to fix everything. <laughs> you could. Well, I, that's what I say. Ask any woman. They'll tell you. You know, They, they run things. Really, no, I meant, that in a, I meant that in a positive way because it's like I say before, my wife, if it wasn't for her... And I mean this in all sincerity. She may even be listening right now. But even if she wasn't, you know, I wouldn't have what I have. I wouldn't have the home I have, all the things that I have in my home. I wouldn't have the infrastructure that I have if it wasn't for her. So um, We're just babysitters. I, I mean that in a positive <laughs> way. Are. No, you know, and uh, there's, a lot to, there's a lot to be said about women in leadership. And, you know, we haven't had a woman president yet. Hopefully we'll have one in my time. I'd we'll like see. to see that. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, why am I so tired today? I don't know. I don't know. Why are you so tired? I don't know. <laughs> it was. We had a lot of. Yeah, it was. It was a good weekend. We did. We got the kayaks down to the lake, mm-hmm. which you know we're way up the hill, so it's a it's a bit of a trek, and we were trying to figure out how we were going to balance them. We know how we were doing it on the old golf cart, right? And the and so. My, my husband's carpentry skills are funny. Um, he built this frame. It's just basically a square with legs on it. Right. So the kayaks are up off the ground. And it's several years old it's lasted, but now it's... It's kind of listing a little bit. It, it's got quite the lean to it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but it's you know a fairly large contraption because it fits two kayaks side by side. So you got that balanced on like the roof of the golf cart, right? And bouncing down the little driveway at the campground. Well, as long, but we got them down there without breaking anything. As long as it doesn't list when you're in the water, you're fine. You know. And then and then we. Uh, I, I drove – this was a big accomplishment. I drove the new golf cart mm-hmm. for the first time. It was like everybody was making such a big deal of it. I didn't like driving the old one because it was quite a big distance from the back of the seat to you know, where the, the gas and the brake and stuff. Right. And I would have to pull myself forward and pray back – practically hang on to the steering wheel mm-hmm. which was loose so it was always flopping around while i was trying so i and plus you had to go through like 12 steps to start the thing yeah. it was frankencart it was put together by a lot of different parts <laughs> so we've got this new golf cart and it's like you you sit down on the thing you either put it forward or backwards you pull out the little clutch a bit and you go See, there you go. I and and it's not a huge space. I can actually sit back in the seat like and drive. And so, well, now that of course means I'm the chauffeur. Yes. It also has a back seat, which our old one didn't have a back seat. It had just a little little place to put the golf clubs and stuff. And so now it's got a back seat. So now the husband and Sir Lancelot were riding in the back, which it took a little bit to get Sir Lancelot to understand what was going on, yeah. riding backwards. Was he barking orders at you? No. no. Okay. I kept. I looked up in the rear view every once in a while to make sure they were both still there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did I hit a bump? Whoa, there's Sir Lancelot there. Um. <laughs> Reminded me of a T-shirt I once saw on somebody that rides, rides motorcycles, but we won't get into that. Well, by the time we had we had the grandkids, by the time they picked them up early Sunday morning, around they picked them up around eight or eight thirty. We went back oh, to bed. Oh, that's early. I know. Usually they don't, but they were doing something and they wanted to. They were out, so we uh, we took a nap. I slept till like noon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm tired, man. They wore me out. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Happy Flag Day, everybody. Yes. And uh, don't forget, God bless America. I believe they're doing some sort of ceremony in the four corners of Vestal. I, I saw something about it, but nice. We didn't get any release. If anybody wants to call us and say anything Flag Day related that's going on, we'd yeah. be more than happy to pass it along. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We'll speak with Kathy coming up in a couple minutes. Right now, it's time for our consumer and tech update. Here's Kim Commando. In a study I conducted in May, 86% of the more than 6,000 respondents say they're completely fed up with big tech. And so is Congress. I'm Kim Commando with more. Brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud ERP. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program at netsuite.com slash Kim. This past Friday, we got our first look at how Congress plans to rein in big tech, starting with a bill to force Amazon to split into two companies or sell off their private label products. It's obvious Congress has grown tired of endless constituents complaining about big tech. One of the proposed laws will make it illegal for Amazon to force businesses to do business with any of Amazon's divisions in order to use Amazon for shipping. Another will force Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter make their services work with other social media, making it easier for competitors such as Parler to at least have a fighting chance. Get more tech news at commando.com. NBF First News. 
Here's Doug Mosier. And welcome to the show. Kathy will be checking uh, local headlines for you coming up. We'll get ABC World Headlines in just a couple of minutes in sports and another hour of WNBF First News Binghamton. It is our pleasure to have you along today. Temperatures ahead of mid-70s. Could see some thunder showers possible this afternoon. And we'll keep you updated on this date. In 1965, the Beatles recorded yesterday up to ABC News. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. God looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be. There's a shadow hanging over me. Oh, yesterday came suddenly. Source for news and information. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 704. 65 degrees right now in Binghamton. We've had some reports of fog and mist in the area. There were also some thunderstorms that swung through a little bit before 4 o'clock this morning. Be aware there might still be some fire activity on Route 12 in the Brisbane area in Shenango County. They had a fire, a big barn fire out there about 2 o'clock this morning, drawing firefighters from numerous departments, and they did have one lane of Route 12 that was closed down, and that was between... Uh, between King Road and Hogsback Road, and that was a barn fire out that way. Town of Maine man will be sentenced in September after pleading guilty in Broome County Court, admitting to engaging in numerous acts of sexual conduct with a child. According to the Broome County District Attorney's Office, Justin Miller of Maine pleaded guilty to the violent felony charge of course of sexual conduct against a child. Authorities accused Miller of having contact on several occasions last year with a 12-year-old child. He's expected to be sentenced to 15 years in New York State Prison, followed by 20 years to register as a sex offender. A Shenango County man is charged with felony sexual act. New York State Police, a 55-year-old Ralph Smith of Brisbane, is accused of subjecting a child under the age of 13 to sexual contact in the town of Green. The troopers arrested Smith on Friday, then released him on his own recognizance. Two Cortland residents are facing felony counts following a drug raid at a home in the city of Cortland. Sheriff's officials say 39-year-old Jody Miner and 41-year-old Nicole Osborne were arrested Friday as part of an ongoing investigation with the Cortland County Drug Task Force. 
cocaine, heroin, buprenorphine pills, which is an opioid used to treat acute or chronic pain. Molly and suspected drug sale proceeds were confiscated. Minor is charged with two felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance, felony conspiracy, and felony criminal possession of a weapon, as well as misdemeanor counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance and criminally using drug paraphernalia. Osborne is facing the same charges except the weapon count is a misdemeanor. WMBF First News Time 706. The former town supervisor of Farsalia admits stealing $640,000 in public funds. New York State Controller Thomas DiNapoli and Corland County District Attorney Patrick Perfetti say Dennis Brown pleaded guilty to grand larceny as a crime of public corruption. Brown has already paid back $125,000 of the money he stole to buy groceries, liquor, clothes, jewelry, and designer handbags, as well as pay for work on his property and cooking classes. In addition to paying back the money Brown channeled to his own purposes, he faces a potential state prison term when he is sentenced in September. Brown was the longest-serving town supervisor in Shenango County. He had been in office 35 years until he lost an election in 2019. At the time of his arrest, he also was a paid member of the Shenango County Board of Supervisors and served on its finance and public works committees. Prosecutors say Brown inflated his salary and used the town credit card to pay for personal expenses during his long tenure in public office. WMBF First News Time 708. A historic sports figure in the region and actually in the country, a big supporter of the Twin Tiers and friend of local charity who returned year after year for a celebrity golf tournament in his name has passed away. According to MLB.com, Jim Mudcat Grant has died at the age of 85. Grant played with the Binghamton Triplets and was a member of the Black Aces, an elite group of black baseball players who had scored 20-game wins, being the first pitcher in the American League to reach that milestone. The annual Jim Mudcat Grant Golf Tournament in the Southern Tier started in 2002, has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years for local charities benefiting children, families, and veterans. Every year, the Community Hunger Outreach Warehouse, otherwise known as Chow, the Urban League, Boys and Girls Club, and Catholic Charities have benefited along with the support for programs to combat homelessness among veterans. Grant was always the ultimate gentleman and never complained about the racist treatment he endured as a member of the Negro League and even in the American League through the 1950s and 60s. He often spoke to school children using his story as an inspiration that you can overcome any obstacle if you commit yourself. He played his last season of professional baseball in 1971. Grant never forgot his brief time with the triplets. He hosted the annual golf tournament at the Lynx at Hiawatha Landing. This year's tournament is to be the 20th anniversary contest and is scheduled for September 2nd. It's 7.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. In front of Green, backs up, fading three-pointer. Bango! Holiday! 
Bucks now have their biggest lead of the day, up 97-78. And uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 34 points to the Bucks, rolling to a 107-96 Game 4 victory on Sunday to tie their second-round playoff series with the Brooklyn Nets. Nets lost Kyrie Irving in the third, second quarter, rather, for a sprained right ankle. ESPN reporting he'll have an MRI today, done today. And the, depending on the severity of the sprain, he'll either be back for uh, the series or he won't be back at all. So uh, we'll wait and see. They're already down James Harden. Kevin Durant had 28 points and 13 boards for the Nets. Game 5 tomorrow night in Brooklyn. Phoenix closes out their series with a sweep of the Denver Nuggets. 125 to 118. The NBA's most valuable player, Nikolai Jocic, was tossed from the game in the third quarter. Tonight, Philadelphia and Atlanta will go at it down in Atlanta with the 76ers up two games to one in that Eastern Conference semifinal matchup. And over in the NHL last night, it was the Islanders against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Here they've got it back in the Tampa and Pollock straight on shoot. He scores! Ryan pulls the trigger from center point. Blasted by Vasilevsky and it's 2-0 Islanders. And the Islanders take game one against the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, last night. Uh, they'll uh, now captured home ice actually after that and uh, game two tomorrow in Tampa. Islanders playing great. Over in the American League yesterday, White Sox, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Seattle, Houston, and Oakland winners. Interleague action, the Yankees fall 7-zip to the Phillies. Angels and Dodgers winner there. Over in the National League, San Diego gets by the New York Mets 7-3. Washington, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and the Cubs winners. Bowie Bay Sox 10, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies 0 as they wrap up that six-game home series against the Bay Sox. Ponies went 2-4 and four in that series. They'll start another homestand, six games, beginning tomorrow night at Morabito Stadium here in Binghamton against the Portland Sea Dogs. We mentioned uh, the death of Jim Mudcat Grant, who uh, was a friend of the Twin Tiers area, came back every year to uh, play in the golf tournament in his honor. Let me talk a little bit more about him uh, this morning. And in some other news, local sports, I'd like to congratulate Emily McKay for her second All-American honor over the weekend earned it once again taking seventh place in the women's 5,000 NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championship. So Emily McKay placed seventh out of 24 finalists with a record time of 1542.38 to achieve her second All-American honors. Congratulations, Emily McKay and Binghamton University Bearcats for another uh, another uh, superstar out of our ranks right here. So we're excited about that. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 714. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, a couple of notes this morning. Again, the bar, barn fire, Brisbane, earlier this morning, Shenango County affecting traffic on Route 12 between Hogsback Road and King Road, and that could be down through the morning. Paving on Old Newark Valley Road, Nanticoke Drive will be prepped, followed by paving, patching on Stanford Road, ditching along the county roadways, and of course, uh, more micro milling and sealing on Old Route 17. There's lots of stuff going on. Brush and tree cutting will continue. Uh, the road crews are out doing their thing all over the greater Binghamton area. So when you come across them, and I'm sure you do this anyway, but we like to remind people to proceed with caution and kind of watch out because there are people in the road. 
flag men or women and uh, construction people doing their work as well. So it's very important that we watch our speed and uh, proceed with caution. I always put my four ways on when I, pu- I come up to a big, uh, and I notice other people do that too. When I come up to a, a, maybe especially in a blind corner or something, where all of a sudden you turn, you come to the corner and you see all these cars backed up. Anyway, that's what we have for you. We'll keep you posted on that uh, throughout uh, the summer because it's just going to continue. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast for today. Mostly cloudy, chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. We could see some gusty winds in there, too, high in the mid-70s. Mostly cloudy tonight, showers and thunderstorms possible, mid-50s, some patchy fog into the early morning hours on Tuesday for our commute. Partly sunny with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs in the mid-70s and sunny on Wednesday with a high near 70. Right now we're at 65 degrees. It's WNBF's First News Binghamton. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Good morning. It's 7. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosier. Good morning to you and welcome to the show. Well, over the weekend we lost another Hollywood great, Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty made his film debut in 1973's Deliverance. No, no, no. It was a shocking role for the time, featuring a scene where Beatty is assaulted by two men at gunpoint. I'm really proud of it because I think it scared the hell out of people. In 1976, Ned Beatty received a Best Supporting Actor Academy Award nomination for his role as the chairman of the board in Network. I have chosen you, Mr. Beale, to preach this evangel. Why me? Because you're on television, dummy. Bill Deal, ABC News. Ned Beatty dead at the age of 83. I loved him also as uh, Otis, the bumbling stooge for Lex Luthor in the first couple of Superman movies of the Christopher Reeve in the 70s. I loved his character, but a guy who really could pull off uh, pretty much any kind of role. You know, and he's one of those guys that he'd done so many, you forget, and you kick back and you think about all the different movies he's been in. Uh, and a lot of voices in the Toy Story, voices and different things he's done, too. So we'll miss Ned Beatty, but we have a lot of his uh, great movies to watch and remember. Speaking of remembering people, time for Rush Limbaugh's morning commentary on WNBF. When Venezuela turned to socialism, liberals here were thrilled. Celebrities, college professors, the media, Democrat politicians, they couldn't wait to genuflect before the thug dictator Hugo Chavez, especially when he smeared America and Bush 43 at the U.N. Well, now, almost 20 years later, Venezuela has gone down the tubes. There are shortages of everything, including power, even though it's an oil-rich country. There are thousands upon thousands of failed businesses. The economy is in absolute shambles. But this past weekend was the clearest demonstration yet of how bad things are. Over 100,000 people on foot crossed a new border checkpoint from Venezuela into Colombia. And they were searching for food. They were trying to buy rice, milk, flour, other basic commodities. They can't get it home. Well, they can get it on Venezuela's flourishing black market if they can afford to pay the 10,000% markup for food. In some cities, people are scavenging dumpsters, even taking spoiled vegetables and bones to have something to feed their families. None of this misery is an accident, folks. It is a direct result of the socialist policies of Hugo Chavez and his successor. And now that Venezuela's economy is in collapse and unrest is spreading, our liberal elites are nowhere to be found. You could say Venezuela's chickens have come home to roost. But if a chicken shows up there these days, its days are over. It's snatched up for dinner. It's in a pot before it even knows what to squawk about. (laughs) 
unforgettable. That's the impression that you, the Rush Limbaugh audience, made with your support for Rush's last charitable effort. Your generosity resulted in a $5 million donation to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Rush said it best. We chose Tunnel to Towers to be the beneficiary of the campaign because we love the work they do. When a family experiences significant loss, the mother or father passes while serving our country. Tunnel to Towers steps in, pays off mortgages in full for these families, and provides them with the comfort of a home when their world has literally been turned upside down. The foundation does the same for first responders and also builds smart homes for our most catastrophic catastrophically injured veterans and first responders. Do good by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. All right, well, traffic, we mentioned the uh, fire the big barn fire in Brisbane earlier this morning in Chenango County affecting traffic on Route 12 between Hogsback Road and King Road down to one lane in that area. It could remain that way for several hours. We'll keep you updated on that. Lots of milling and paving going on, including Old Newark Valley Road, Nanico Drive, Sanford Road, ditching along the county roadways, and also uh, mowing, striping, all kinds of uh, road improvements that are done this year after winter wreaks havoc on everything so again kind of uh, be aware that the road crews are out proceed with caution through those areas your wnbf twin tiers forecast mostly cloudy today there is a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms and some of those could produce some gusty winds highs in the mid 70s mostly cloudy tonight showers and thunderstorms overnight with some patchy fog mid 50s could see some patchy fog for your commute on tuesday morning partly sunny day but we will have possibly some showers and thunderstorms in there uh, highs in the mid 70s and looking really nice wednesday thursday friday sunshine all three days high near 70 on wednesday low to mid 70s thursday and near 80 on friday as we close out spring this uh, this week, the final uh, last week of spring, summer comes in on Father's Day, June 20th. So, yeah, we got Dad's Day coming up, too. So, yeah, lots of things going on. WNBF First News Time is 728. Let's check in on Wall Street. When the head of the Fed speaks, the markets listen. And this week, investors will be focusing on one word in particular, inflation especially how it could affect interest rates. The central bank meets on Tuesday, an announcement on rates coming on Wednesday. We get a few key reads on the economy this week. Retail sales, the producer price index, and industrial production numbers are all due out on Tuesday. Also in the days to come, look for May housing starts and June home builder sentiment. A major home builder, Lennar, is among the companies that will be releasing earnings reports this week, along with tech giants Oracle and Adobe and grocery chain Kroger. It's a big week for the Walt Disney Company, the parent company of ABC News, as Disneyland and California Adventure reopened to visitors outside the state for the first time since the parks were shut down due to the pandemic. At the close on Friday, the markets were all in positive territory. The S&P 500 was at an all-time high. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Thank you, Daria. WNBF First News Time is 729. And Wi-Fi tracking in the news. Maybe Big Brother isn't watching, but someone is. 
Keeping tabs on foot traffic is crucial to any business, but counting individual shoppers is nearly impossible. Counting cell phones, though, is easy. Denreach is a technology that pairs with in-store Wi-Fi at brick-and-mortar businesses. Says company vice president Megan Winterstein. It's based on the principle that... Your phone is always searching for Wi-Fi signals, so we know that... A new unique device walked in because you were searching for the Wi-Fi, regardless of whether or not you connect to it. And suddenly, Zenreach has a very accurate count of customers in a business at any given time. Pretty cool, right? (laughs) As for the creepiness factor... We know when you enter a store, we know when you exit a store, and that's it. But if you're still uncomfortable being monitored as you walk into a store or a restaurant, you can opt out. Simply turn off your phone before you get out of your car. With Tech Trends, Jim Ryan, ABC News. I think if you put it in airplane mode, too, it won't search. So there's a couple different ways you, you can do that if you're worried about it. You know, but if you step back and you think about everything, and Kathy and I were talking about this earlier this morning, about all the different gadgets and apps and everything that people have now. And, uh, you know, you just never, you, you're, you're never alone, no matter where you are. They're always watching you. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We've had, for an early morning, a thundery, rainy start, then some fog moving in. For the rest of today, we're looking at mainly cloudy conditions. And for the afternoon, a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Again, some of those storms could produce gusty winds. And we'll have a high into the mid-70s, currently 65 in Binghamton. Vaccine maker Novavax says its shot is highly effective against COVID-19 and also protects against variants. The Maryland-based company today announcing the results of a large late-stage study in the U.S. and Mexico that has found its vaccine was about 90% effective. Preliminary data also showed it was safe. Novavax previously released results from smaller studies in Britain and South Africa. The company plans by the end of September to file for emergency use authorization in the U.S., Europe, and elsewhere. Novavax vaccine is made by growing harmless copies of the coronavirus spike protein in the laboratory. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is expected to confirm today the next planned relaxation of coronavirus restrictions in England is going to be delayed as a result of the spread of the Delta variant, first identified in India. Johnson conceded while hosting the Group of Seven Summit over the weekend that he's grown more pessimistic about the government lifting the remaining limits on social contact on June 21st. After wrapping up the G7 summit in England and meeting with the Queen, President Joe Biden is in Brussels today for a high-stakes one-day NATO summit. President Biden began his day at NATO by declaring the mutual defense commitment of the military alliance is a, quote, sacred obligation. Article 5 says that an attack on one NATO member is an attack on all in the alliance. We constantly remind Americans that when America was attacked for the first time in its short since what happened back in uh, when it began World War II, NATO stepped up. In a pivot from the position of former President Trump, who declared NATO, quote, obsolete, President Biden today calling the military alliance critically important for American interests. Karen Travers, ABC News, traveling with the president in Brussels. WMBF First News Time, 
733, traffic on Route 12 could be impacted through the morning as crews are working on a large barn fire in Brisbane in Shenango County. That blaze reported at around 210 this morning in the 2300 block of State Route 12. Shenango County Emergency Services officials say one lane was closed down between Hogsback Road and King Road. Firefighters from Brisbane were joined by Green, Oxford, Smithville, and Coventry departments at the scene. And Broome County Emergency Services was contacted to provide mutual aid. There have been no reports of injuries and no word as to whether there were animals in the barn or the extent of the damage. A shelter-in-place situation in the northern tier of Pennsylvania is over, and the suspect is in custody a day after a manhunt was launched. Residents in the Ulster Township area of Bradford County have been advised to lock their doors and shelter in place Saturday evening after an 18-year-old said 45-year-old Christopher Shulis of Ulster had stolen her high school graduation money and choked her until she lost consciousness. Shulis reportedly had two explosive devices with him. The initial complaint was made at around quarter after 7 Saturday evening. The shelter-in-place advisory was lifted late yesterday morning, and WENY Television and Elmira reported Shulis had been taken into custody by Sunday evening. Under warrants issued for his arrest, Shulis was to be charged with numerous counts, including assault, possession of weapons of mass destruction, strangulation, and harassment, among other charges. There was no information provided as to whether those reported explosives were actually found in his possession. The Colesville man apprehended after the shooting and wounding of a New York State trooper last week is being charged with first-degree attempted murder. State police say 34-year-old Jason Johnson was arrested in Broome County, was arraigned in Broome County Central Arraignment and processed on two counts of felony attempted murder on Friday, and more charges are pending. Johnson is accused of shooting Trooper Becky Sager in the hip area after authorities were called to West Windsor Road and Thorn Hill Road at around 8.30 Wednesday night for a report of a suspicious person. Authorities now say a second trooper sustained a shrapnel injury during the exchange of gunfire with a suspect. Johnson fled the scene and was at the center of a massive manhunt in northeastern Broome County that lasted at about 20 hours. Troopers received a tip and were able to get the New York State Police Aviation Unit in the air and along with ground officers were able to find Johnson along the banks of the Susquehanna River in Colesville at around 4.40 Thursday afternoon. He was taken into custody without further incident. Johnson is being held in the Broome County Jail without bail. Trooper Sager was released from Wilson Hospital on Thursday evening. It's 735 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Let's start with the NHL. Semyon Varlamov, 30 saves. The New York Islanders got goals from Matthew Barzell and Ryan Bullock to beat the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1. On Sunday in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup semifinals, Islanders have been matching up with teams all through the series that they weren't expected to beat. And, uh, boy, this team is really gaining some momentum. Game 2 in Tampa tomorrow. In the NBA last night, Phoenix closes out their series with Denver to four-game sweep with a 125-118 victory. NBA's most valuable player, Nikolai Jocic, for the Nuggets, got bounced from the game for a elbow swipe in the third quarter. Tonight, well, no, let's let's finish out this. Let's talk about uh, the Nets and the Bucks yesterday. Giannis back to his uh, All-Star form, thirty-four points. Bucks rolled to a one hundred seven ninety-six game four victory during the game in the second quarter. 
Nets lost Kyrie Irving to a sprained right ankle. And uh, according to ESPN, he's going to have an MRI done today to decide the severity and whether or not he'll be able to come back. Steve Nash, Nets coach, after the game. Transition breakdowns. I think I started getting three balls going and, and some offensive rebounds, some 50-50s, and got a little separation before the half. Uh, and then we, we, we struggled in the second half. So, you know, we missed him, obviously, but uh, it, it was a big adjustment tonight to play without him and James. James Harden still on the sideline as well with a hamstring issue. Don't know if either one of them will be back for the series. Uh, it doesn't look good, but game five tomorrow night at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. In the American League yesterday, the White Sox, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Seattle, Houston, Oakland winners. Interleague action, Philadelphia blanks the Yanks 7 nothing. Angels and Dodgers also winners. Over in the National League, San Diego over the New York Mets, 7-3. to Washington, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and the Cubs all winners. Bowie Bay Sox, 10. Binghamton Rumble Ponies, nothing. Wrapping up that six-game homestand. Ponies went 2-4 and four in that series. They'll start another one at Morabito Stadium here in Binghamton tomorrow night. Six games uh, beginning with the Portland Sea Dogs uh, tomorrow evening. And uh, checking sports and other news, Emily McKay from Binghamton University earns her second All-American Honors Saturday, taking seventh place overall in the Women's 5000 NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championship. So we're uh, excited and, uh, and proud of Emily, and I know Binghamton University right now is saying, yeah. All right, that is a look at sports. WNBF First News Time 740. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Reports of a barn fire earlier this morning in Shenango County will affect Route 12 between Hogsback Road and King Road down to one lane in that area, and that could continue throughout the morning. Milling and paving going on, Old Newark Valley Road, Nanico Drive, Sanford Road, they're doing some patching, ditching on the county roadways, and uh, performing micro-milling and sealing on Old Vestal uh, Road Route 17. Uh, there are other things going on throughout our area, including brush and tree cutting and lots of maintenance stuff going on. So proceed with caution through the work zones. Be careful there are men and women out there uh, in the roads or on the sides of the roads. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast for today, mostly cloudy. There is a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, and some of those storms could produce some gusty winds. Temperatures in the mid-70s. Mostly cloudy tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms, and maybe some patchy fog. Mid-50s, morning fog for uh, your early Tuesday commute. Otherwise, partly sunny with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs in the mid-70s, and sunny on Wednesday with a high near 70. Right now we're at 65 degrees. It's WNBF's First News Binghamton. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. We welcome you to a brand new work week, our final official full week of spring as summer arrives this Sunday, Father's Day on the 20th. So, yeah, we're looking forward to those hazy, crazy, lazy days of summer, aren't we? Yeah, all right. WNBF First News Time, 7 Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Welcome to Flag Day, by the way. Today is a Flag Day we celebrate across the nation, uh, our American flag. And how much do you know about Flag Day and the flags in general? We'll find out coming up on Fun Facts in uh, just a little bit here. 
Just uh, checked with Kathy White, and she said that uh, the Route 12 situation uh, with the bonfire, uh, the uh, barn fire on Route 12 in Brisbane, uh, Route 12 still down on one lane between Hogsback and Kings Road, and they're starting to clean up. So it may reopen in the next few hours. We'll keep you updated on that. It was earlier this morning they reported a, a barn fire in Brisbane in Chenango County. And so if you're traveling Route 12, that area, as I mentioned, between Hogsback Road and Kings Road is down to one lane. So you may experience a little bit of uh, slowdown activity there, as well as a lot of different areas uh, throughout the greater Binghamton area as milling and paving and brush cut- cutting and tree cutting has begun. Uh, striping and different things that we do this time of year and uh, into the summer months as well. So we'll try to keep you updated on those situations as we get them. And if you come across an area where that is taking place and there's a backup of traffic, you can always let us know, 772-1290. We will pass that along to our listening audience. Just when the party was poised to break out in movie theaters, the below-expectation debut of In the Heights dampered Hollywood's hopes of a swift or smooth recovery at the summer box office. According to Studio Estimates Sunday, the Lin-Manuel Miranda adaptation opened with a modest $11.4 million. Forecasters have ranged from uh, $15 to $20 million. The release of In the Heights, which is a lavish musical accompanied by glowing reviews from critics and considered a milestone movie for Hispanics, was widely seen as a cultural event. But a Quiet Place Part 2 edged it out with $11.7 million in its fourth weekend of release. On Friday, John Krasinski's thriller became the first film of the pandemic to reach $100 million domestically. And a good sign that uh, entertainment and movies are starting to uh, come back again. And we are uh, looking forward and welcome that, as well as other aspects uh, of our life. Fresh from charming leaders at the Group of Seven Summit in Cornwall in southwest England, Queen Elizabeth II was back at her residence at Windsor Castle to view a military parade to mark her official birthday. The 95-year-old monarch sat uh, Saturday to watch the ceremony that, despite ongoing social distancing restrictions, did not disappoint on the pomp and pageantry front if she was tired after meeting G7 leaders, including U.S. President Joe Biden, on Friday evening. It didn't show. The ceremony is a gift from the Household Division of Army Regiments, which had a close affinity with the monarch. WNBF First News Time is 749. Let's get an entertainment update. Entertainment News. It's a disappointing box office debut for In the Heights, based on the Tony-winning Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. Just 11.4 million bucks, far below the expected 20 million dollar bow, but good enough for second place. There's nothing left. The Quiet Place Part Two reclaimed the top spot in week three of release. The sci-fi horror sequels now earned 185 million dollars worldwide. Michael Bolton doing what he does best on Monday night's premiere of Celebrity Dating Game on ABC. The singer and co-host with Zoe Deschanel says he was a fan of the 1970s original. I remember the set and the feel. They really captured that this time around. It just felt like it was going to feel good and fun, and it was from day one. August 6th is the just-announced date for the first-round virtual auditions for the upcoming season of American Idol. And Boy George is 60 Monday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Thank you, Christopher. It's one thing to find a bunch of sand between your toes after a day on the beach, but bunches of bugs? That's what happened in Maine. Though at first it wasn't clear what was in the Wells Beach sand that was dyeing the feet of beachgoers black. 
A regular, Ed Smith, took photos of the sand and sent them to state officials to check out. Turned out it was little dead bugs, millions of them. The effort continues to find out what the bugs are, where they came from, and why they coated the beach. It's a mystery, folks. We'll uh, wait and see what happens there. WNBF First News Time 751. It's Flag Day. Fun facts coming up. How much do you know about Flag Day? We'll find out in a minute. 65 degrees. Online at CordellCordell.com. 100 Great Oaks Boulevard, Suite 110, Albany, New York, 12203. Time to test your knowledge of facts and fiction with a little help from America's most cantankerous judge. It's WNBF's... That's the truth. Or... That's baloney. And today happens to be Flag Day. Are you thick or what? Oh, so I'll see how much you know about flags. Fun fact number one. Flag Day is a state holiday in over half the country. Did you know that? Flag Day is a state holiday in over half the country. What do you think? That's the truth. It is not the truth. That's baloney. There you go. It's actually observed in Pennsylvania as the only state to establish June 14th as a state holiday. New York also designates the second Sunday in June every year as a state holiday, but it's on a Sunday, so anyway. Uh, Yeah, Pennsylvania, the only one celebrating officially on June 14th for Flag Day. Enjoy your day. Patriotic Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen. Fun fact number two. The flag is normally flown from sunrise to sunset. The flag is normally flown from sunrise to sunset. That's the truth. And most people know that already, right? I didn't, probably didn't even have to tell you. That was an easy one. We throw a few easy ones in there. Fun fact number three. There are six American flags on the moon. There are six American flags on the moon. What do you think? That's the truth. Yeah, five are standing, but Neil Armstrong's fell over. Don't know why, but it did. Six American flags, so five and one laying down flag on the moon. Fun fact number four. The first time the flag was flown after being adapted was on August 3rd, 1777 in Norfolk, Virginia. First time the flag was flown after being adopted was in June 3rd, 1977 in Norfolk, Virginia. What do you think? That's baloney. That was in Rome, New York. When in Rome, fly the flag. First time the flag was flown, August 3rd, 1777 in Rome, New York, just up the road here on Route 12. Fun fact number five. The colors of the flag have no real meaning. The colors of the American flag have no real meaning. What do you think? That's baloney. Yeah, red stands for hardness and valor. White symbolizes purity and innocence. And blue represents vigilance, perseverance, and justice. So the three colors, the red, white, and blue, on our flag do have meaning. Just remember, I know everything. Well, we all know that now, don't we? Coming up on our final hour of WNBF's First News Binghamton. And today, of course, is Flag Day. So in honor of Flag Day, enjoy the U.S. Air Force Band. Happy Flag Day, everybody. ABC News coming right up.
trusted source for news and information. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning, it's 8.04. Checking on our high-tech surveillance cameras, otherwise known as the Periscope, up from the studios. So that's some sunshine on State Street right now. 66 degrees in downtown Binghamton, but the thunderstorm activity that we had this morning might be a little bit of a deja vu. Could have more thunderstorms coming up this afternoon as well. 70% chance of rain and a high today getting into the mid-70s. A town of Maine man will be sentenced in September after pleading guilty in Broome County Court, admitting to engaging in numerous sex acts with a child. According to the Broome County District Attorney's Office, Justin Miller of Maine pleaded guilty to the violent felony charge of course of sexual conduct against a child. Authorities accused Miller of having contact on several occasions last year with a 12-year-old. He's expected to be sentenced to 15 years in New York State Prison, followed by 20 years of post-release supervision and will have to register as a sex offender. Broome County District Attorney Michael Korchak says the guilty plea spared the child from having to testify in court and recount the crime. A Shenango County man is charged with Felony Sex Act. New York State Police say 55-year-old Ralph Smith of Brisbane is accused of subjecting a child under the age of 13 to sexual contact in the town of Green. Troopers arrested Smith on Friday and then released him on his own recognizance. The state police say the investigation is continuing. Anyone with information is asked to contact the state police in Sydney at 607-561-7400. WMBF News Time 806. Two Cortland residents are facing felony counts following a drug raid at a home in the city of Cortland. Sheriff's officials say 39-year-old Jody Miner and 41-year-old Nicole Osborne were arrested Friday as part of an ongoing investigation with the Cortland County Drug Task Force. Cocaine, heroin, buprofonine pills, that's an opiate used to treat acute or chronic pain. Molly and suspected drug sale proceeds were confiscated. Miner is charged with two felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance, felony conspiracy and felony criminal possession of a weapon, as well as misdemeanor counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance and criminally using drug paraphernalia. Osborne's facing the same charges except the weapon count is a misdemeanor. The former town supervisor of Farsalia admits stealing $240,000 in public funds. New York State Controller Thomas DiNapoli and Cortland County District Attorney Patrick Perfetti say Dennis Brown pleaded guilty to grand larceny as a crime of public corruption. Brown has already paid back $125,000 of the money he stole to buy groceries, liquor, clothes, jewelry, and designer handbags, as well as to pay for work on his property and cooking classes. In addition to paying back the money Brown channeled into his own purposes, he faces a potential state prison term when he is sentenced in September. Brown was the longest-serving town supervisor in Shenango County. He had been in office for 35 years until he lost an election in 2019. At the time of his arrest. He also was a paid member of the Shenango County Board of Supervisors and served on its finance and public works committees. Prosecutors say Brown inflated his salary and used the town credit card to pay for personal expenses during his tenure in public office. WMBF First News Time 808. 
a historic national and local sports figure, a big supporter of the Twin Tiers and friend of local charity who returned year after year for a celebrity golf tournament in his name, has passed away. According to MLB.com, Jim Mudcat Grant has died at the age of 85. Grant played with the Binghamton Triplets and was a member of the Black Aces, an elite group of black baseball pitchers who won at least 20 games in a single season, being the first pitcher in the American League to do so. The annual Jim Mudcat Grant Golf Tournament in the Southern Tier started in 2002 has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years for local charities benefiting children's families and veterans. Every year, the Community Hunger Outreach Warehouse, or Chow, the Urban League, Boys and Girls Club, and Catholic Charities have benefited, along with the support for programs that combat homelessness among veterans. Grant has always been the ultimate gentleman and never complained about the racism he endured as a member of the Negro League and even in the American League through the 1950s and 1960s. He often spoke to school children using his story as inspiration, proving you can do anything if you put your mind to it overcoming any obstacle. He played his last season of professional baseball in 1971. Grant never forgot his brief time with the triplets and hosted the annual golf tournament at the Lynx at Hiawatha Landing. This year's tournament is to be the 20th anniversary contest. It's scheduled for September 2nd. It's 8.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. It's the NHL semifinals yesterday. Islanders at Tampa Bay. And they got it back in the Tampa and Pollock straight on shoot. He scores! Ryan pulls the trigger from center point. Blasted by Vasilevsky. And it's 2-0 Islanders. And it wound up 2-1. Islanders over Tampa Bay. They take the first game in Tampa. Capture home ice. Second game in Tampa tomorrow. NBA last night. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 34 points. The Bucks rolled to a 107-96 Game 4 victory on Sunday to tie their second-round playoff series with the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving went down in the second quarter with uh, an ankle sprain. He came down on Giannis's foot. And uh, didn't look too good. He was on crutches later. ESPN reports an MRI will be performed today. And uh, depending on the severity, they may not have Kyrie back. And James Harden already out. So after the game, Nets coach Steve Nash. Maybe that was in play a little bit. We didn't execute very well. And I think that was the gut punch. You know, we, we had a hard time executing offensively. We had some defensive breakdowns. Like I mentioned, that uh, uncharacteristically for this series, we gave them opportunities in transition or not matching up and giving out three-pointers. Game five in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center, tomorrow night. Ferdinand Tatis Jr. tied a, hit a tie-breaking grand slam in the seventh inning, and Manny Machado following with a home run. San Diego's high-priced superstars powered the Padres past the Mets 7-3 to three to stop a four-game slide. And Aaron Nola allowed three hits and struck out nine, leading Philadelphia over the New York Yankees 7-0 for a two-game sweep that moved the Phillies back over 500. That was an interleague action yesterday. Binghamton Rumble Ponies fall to the Bowie Bay Sox 10-0 yesterday, wrapping up that six-game home series. They went 2-4, and four, the Ponies did in that series. They'll start another six-game homestand tomorrow night at Morabito Stadium as they face the Portland Sea Dogs. And one other item of interest, Emily McKay, Binghamton University, earns her second All-American Honors on Saturday, taking seventh place overall in the women's 5,000 NCAA 
Outdoor Track and Field Championship. And as we mentioned in news, we lost a friend of the Twin Tiers and a guy who was here every year, uh, Jim Mudcat Grant, has passed away at the age of 85. The annual golf tournament in the Southern Tier raised hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years for local charities benefiting children and veterans. And Jim Mudcat Grant was always generous and always came uh, to support this tournament year after year. And we send our condolences out to his family as well. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 813. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, the authorities say a barn fire on Route 12 in Brisbane earlier this morning still causing uh, Route 12 to be down to one lane between Hogsback and King Road, and that could uh, reopen maybe over the next couple of hours. But right now, if you're traveling Route 12 in that area, it is down to one lane. Other areas of interest, paving on Old Newark Valley Road, Nanticoke, will be prepped, followed by paving, patching, taking place on Sanford Road. Also, micro-milling and sealing on Old Route 17. And there's plenty of brush and tree cutting and mowing going on around the greater Binghamton area. So be advised when you go through the zones, uh, be cautious and watch out for the uh, the road crew and the flag people that are out there this morning and throughout uh, the summer as well. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast, mostly cloudy today. There is a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, maybe some gusty winds in there too, high in the mid-70s. Mostly cloudy tonight, showers and thunderstorms possible, mid-50s for the overnight low. Could see some patchy fog into the early morning hours on Tuesday for your commute. Otherwise, partly sunny, chance of showers and thunderstorms, though, uh, Tuesday's high, mid-70s. Sunny Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, high near 70 on Wednesday, low to mid-70s on Thursday, and near 80. On Friday, as we close out spring, get ready for summer coming in on Father's Day Sunday, June 20th. And that is, if you check on your weather, it's 65 degrees right now. WNBF First News Time is 8. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosier. Singer Boy George of Culture Club 60 today. A little Culture Club right there uh, for you on WNBF's First News Binghamton on this 165th day of 2021. 200 days left, exactly, and today is Flag Day, too. We were talking about Flag Day and how really the only state that officially celebrates June 14th as Flag Day is Pennsylvania. Some of our listeners this morning uh, in Pennsylvania may have the day off. It is a uh, state holiday, only one. Although New York State does uh, celebrate the second Sunday in June. 
as Flag Day, but uh, that's on the weekend, so a lot of things are already kind of closed up anyway. I, I'm not sure what I, – I didn't know that, actually. I, I looked it up, uh, some things I didn't know about Flag Day, uh, and, and, and one of the other things was the flag has changed 27 times since its inception, 1777. Final star was added for Hawaii back in 1960. Yeah. Also, uh, we mentioned the flag normally flown from sunrise to sunset, but it should not be flown at night unless there's a light on it. Sometimes they do fly them at night and keep them up. And the designer of the American flag was not Betsy Ross. It was Francis Hopkinson. Betsy Ross sold the first American flag. Did you know that? Yeah. Mm, and the flag should not be flown in the rain or inclement weather. Some things about the American flag. I remember when I was in the Navy, we had colors every night. And specifically, I remember that when colors, wherever colors was, you had to stop, turn around, and salute towards the flag wherever you were, if you were outside. Yeah. And we did. 95% of U.S. flags are made where? Of course, in the USA. Where else would they make them? It would not be patriotic, would it, if you made them like it came, they came from, like, Indonesia or something or somewhere else. Not to say they don't make American flags in some of those places, but it just seems like it's something that should be, you know, kind of indigenous to uh, our manufacturing infrastructure here. That's just my opinion. But anyway, happy Flag Day, everybody. Uh, and uh, remember, this is the greatest country in the world. All right, coming up uh, a little bit after 9, Bob Joseph is back. Bob will be here ready to go, ready to take your calls. It was uh, it was a great week for me. I try to shy away from some of the things that uh, normally get brought up during Binghamton Now, mostly because I, I lack a lot of the knowledge and some of that stuff. And, and uh, you know, when it's when you're doing the show for somebody else, you kind of kind of keep it a little light. So and we did get to, into a lot of discussions last week about music, and movies and on locally things that were going on. Not that they don't that you don't do that with Bob, but we seem to do it a little bit more uh, when I fill in, and I appreciate that. Uh, but tonight, today, Bob will be opening the phone lines. I'm sure he'll have some guests on the program, and he'll be ready for you and your calls a little bit after nine this morning, as uh, we get into WNBF's Binghamton now with Bob Joseph tonight. Also, in the midst of all the different game show crazes that they've been brought back, they brought back to tell the truth, the ten thousand dollar pyramid, or what is it, the hundred and fifty bazillion dollar pyramid now, um, and some of the other ones. And of course, they're looking for a Jeopardy host as well. Coming back tonight, it's the celebrity dating game. The dating game is now the celebrity dating game, hosted by actress Zoe Deschanel and singer Michael Bolton. And if that sounds weird to you, they tell me it was to them too. And they leaned into it. I love weird. Like, weird is so... I love how, like, there's awkward moments. You're so comfortable with weird. Tonight's first guests are former bachelorette Hannah Brown and comedian Nicole Byer. And I asked Michael Bolton what's the secret to the perfect first date. When you're sitting down for dinner and you feel like you've known someone... All your life. The Celebrity Dating Game premieres tonight on ABC. Jason Athens and ABC News.
Hollywood. I wonder if Michael Bolton's going to sing When a Man Loves a Woman. And that's like his signature song. And I don't know if you ever saw the Two and a Half Men shows uh, when uh, The Billionaire was on there, played by Ashton Kutcher. He he would hire Michael Bolton in different uh, shows to come on and sing When a Man Loves a Woman. He'd come, come into the door and he'd present like a wedding ring or something or a, a present to, the, to one of his love interests. Anyway, yeah, it's probably going to be tattooed on his or engraved on his tombstone. Here lies Michael Bolton. He's the one that sang When a Man Loves a Woman. But actually, Percy, Percy Sledge gets the honors of, of the first person to do that. WNBF First News Time 824. We'll be checking in with Kathy White for another uh, local headline update for you. Join Bob Joseph weekday mornings 9 till noon for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests around the community, along with your comments and opinions on News Radio 1290. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 8:30. Forecast for today: mostly cloudy, a 70% chance of mainly afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Some storms could produce gusty winds, mostly cloudy today, and a high in the mid-70s. President Joe Biden made his entrance at a NATO summit in Brussels, aiming to consult European allies on efforts to counter provocations by China and Russia. He highlighted the U.S. commitment to the 30-country alliance that was frequently maligned by his predecessor, Donald Trump. Biden will use his time at the summit beginning today to underscore the U.S. commitment to a provision of alliance in the charter that spells out that an attack on one member is an attack on all. Israel has a new prime minister for the first time in 12 years after... Naftali Bennett secured the backing of Parliament and ousted longtime leader Benjamin Netanyahu. The two were slated to hold a handover meeting today, but without the formal ceremony that traditionally accompanies a change in government. Global stock markets have risen as investors look ahead to this week's Federal Reserve meeting for hints of possible changes to ultra-low interest rates and other economic stimulus. Still an issue with traffic on Route 12 in Shenango County as a big barn fire in Brisbane brought out crews from multiple agencies in Shenango County earlier this morning. That fire reported shortly after 2 this morning in the 2000 block of State Route Route 12. In, in in Brisbane, the Shenango County Emergency Services officials say a lane has been closed down between Hogsback Road and King Road. They were just finishing up at the scene about an hour or so ago. That may be a little bit of a while yet for them to get everything cleaned up and maybe that lane reopened. The investigation will be getting underway later this morning into a cause. A shelter-in-place situation in the northern tier of Pennsylvania is over and the suspect is in custody. After a day-long manhunt, residents in the Ulster Township area of Bradford County had been advised to lock their doors and shelter in place Saturday evening after an 18-year-old said 45-year-old Christopher Shulis of Ulster had stolen her high school graduation money and choked her until she lost consciousness. Shulis reportedly had two explosive devices with him. The initial complaint was made at around quarter after seven on Saturday evening. The shelter-in-place advisory was lifted late yesterday morning, and WENY Television in Elmira reported Shulis had been taken into custody Sunday evening. 
Under the warrants issued for his arrest, Shulis was to be charged with numerous counts, including assault, possession of a weapon of mass destruction, strangulation, and harassment. The Colesville man apprehended after the shooting and wounding of a New York State trooper is being charged with first-degree attempted murder. State police say 34-year-old Jason Johnson was arraigned in Broome County Central Arraignment and processed on two counts of felony attempted murder on Friday, and more charges are pending. Johnson is accused of shooting Trooper Becky Sager in the hip area after authorities were called to West Windsor Road and Thornhill Road around 8.30 Wednesday night for a report of a suspicious person. Authorities now say a second trooper sustained a shrapnel injury during the exchange of gunfire with the suspect. Johnson fled the scene and was at the center of that massive manhunt in northeastern Broome County that lasted about 20 hours. Troopers received a tip and were able to get the New York State Police Aviation Unit in the air and along with ground officers were able to find Johnson along the banks of the Susquehanna River in Colesville around 440 on Thursday afternoon and he was taken into custody without further incident. New York lawmakers are done with their official work this year, but legislative leaders said Friday they could return to deal with some unfinished business. The state assembly continued its work into the early morning hours of Friday, ending a legislative session marked by the legalization of pot sales and the passage of a state budget that is set to hike taxes on millionaires. The Senate had already ended its session on Thursday. A host of other bills passed both bodies, and legislative leaders will now decide when to send the bills on to Governor Andrew Cuomo. Those include several criminal justice bills and a bill to speed up the counting of absentee ballots. It's 835 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. It's a great day. Well, mostly because you're here. I know you're in listening range. It's also a great day because Bob Joseph is back and I'm done at nine. Not that uh, I mind hanging out. It just makes for a real long day. And Bob will be back in action again here a little bit after nine. For WNBF's Binghamton Now. And it's the final week of spring. Yeah, we got summer rolling in on Sunday, and it's also Father's Day. So we salute and honor dads. And those of us who still have our fathers with us are very appreciative of that. I know many do not. And uh, it's a nice day to reflect and remember some of the things that uh, they meant to you as well. I know a lot of people do that. I see a lot of that on Facebook, a lot of postings. And, uh, and I'm fortunate at this point that my dad, which is also going to be celebrating his 89th birthday uh, next Tuesday, is still with us. And, uh, you know, it's nice when you, you can you feel blessed when you have that. But we had a great week last week, though, not to, to uh, move, off, move off from that thought because uh, it was really nice being able to talk to a lot of you that I normally don't get a chance to. I, I hear you on Bob's show daily. Uh, many of you, and then some occasionally, but it's nice to be able to uh, to talk with you a little bit. And uh, you know, we covered a lot of different things last week. A lot of music, a lot of nostalgia, which I kind of like uh, personally for me. But um, you know, we did talk, touch on some of the other stuff too. Uh, I was reading about this, and I saw there was a story in the news about it too. It happened out in Massachusetts. A commercial lobster diver 
who uh, actually thought he was done. Michael Packard said he was about 45 feet deep in water off Provincetown, Massachusetts, when he felt a big bump, and then everything went dark. He thought he'd been attacked by a shark, except he felt no teeth or no pain. Packard said he thought he was close to dying when the whale surfaced, shook his head, and spit him out. He was in a whale's mouth. The crewmate pulled him into a surface boat. Packard wound up with bruised legs and a whale of a story to tell, that's for sure. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I was trying to look for footage online. They had to... uh, I had news stories from, from uh, the television crews in that area, but I didn't see anything, any pictures or anything. And usually in this day and age when something like that happens, uh, very often there are pictures and even video sometimes, but I didn't see any. So that has to be really, really scary, though, you know. Hey, on this date, Paul McCartney recorded yesterday, which uh, was a huge song for the Beatles, but many, I don't think, realized that Paul did the whole thing kind of on his own and didn't have anybody else play on it, I don't believe, with with just him. And that was it. And Derek and the Dominoes made their live debut in Britain on this day in 1970. The only real song that people remember them by is a song called Layla, which featured Dwayne Allman, the late Dwayne Allman, on slide guitar and a fantastic uh, slide guitar performance towards the end of it with the birds chirping and stuff, too. That was Dwayne Allman. Uh, Eric Clapton, part of that group as well. And uh, the biggie was Layla. That was a big song that still, to this day, is a huge hit on a lot of classic rock and classic hits stations, too. Plus, the first Hard Rock Cafe opened this date. Where do you think it opened? The Hard Rock Cafe, the very first one, June 14th, 1971. It opened in London, England. 1972, up to 300 people tried to crash the gate at a Rolling Stones concert in Tucson, Arizona. Police were called in with tear gas to disperse the crowd. Yeah. And it was also the anniversary of the slap from Zaza Gabor, 1989. Allegedly slapping a Beverly Hills police officer who pulled her over for having an expired license tag. Some of the things happening in entertainment news today, of course, is Flag Day. We mentioned that. And what else happened on this date? 1993, President Bill Clinton nominated Ruth Bader Ginsburg to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, 1775, the Continental Army, forerunner of the United States Army, was created. And in 1777, the Second Continental Congress approved the design of the original American flag, and that's where Flag Day came from. So we celebrate it every year, sort of, kind of. It's not an official holiday, but it's a it's a holiday in our hearts, in our patriotic hearts, as we celebrate Flag Day today. And uh, Pennsylvania being the only state to declare June 14th an official state holiday. So happy Flag Day to all. New COVID-19 cases are declining across most of the country, even in some states with vaccine-hesitant populations. But almost all states bucking that trend have lower-than-average vaccination rates and expect uh, worn relief from the pandemic could be fleeting in regions where people get inoculated. Case totals nationally have declined in a week from a seven-day average of nearly 21,000 on May 29th to only 14,315 on Saturday, according to John Hopkins University. For weeks, states and cities have been dropping virus restrictions and mask mandates, even indoors. You see it all over the place 
And as I say, I still kind of carry, I carry a mask in my car. And usually if I'm going in somewhere, I'll grab it, throw it in my pocket just in case I need it. Uh, I haven't really had to use it as of late. Uh, the only place I can recall that I've had to use it was if I went uh, to visit someone in the hospital or if I went into the hospital for anything. Um, there they're still requiring people to do that because they're dealing with a lot of people with immune deficiencies or people that are sick. So it kind of makes sense to me. Other than that, though, we're starting to see a decline in it, and we're starting to see a pickup in a lot of the activities. We've got the Dick Sporting Goods open in a couple of weeks. And, of course, Speedy Fest a little bit later on this summer. We have... Um, some different fairs like the Afton Fair coming back, and I'm sure we'll see some of the other ones too. The New York State Fair going to be back this year at the end of August in the beginning of September. That'll be fun, something I always look forward to every year, going up and enjoying uh, some of the foods and entertainment and some of the fun, just walking around the fairgrounds, you know, and just enjoying that a little bit. So that will be back too. We've got uh, plenty of other things too. WNBF First News Time is 843. We'll get a look at your weather going right into midweek. I think you're going to like it. We're at 65 right now. Good morning. First News Bingo Time. Time motion. to learn how to use the volatility to your advantage. Don't wait. Text the word money to 813-813 now. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. Join Bob Joseph weekday mornings, 9 till noon, for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests around the community, along with your comments and opinions on News Radio 1290. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. Good morning. As we always do at this time, we go out to the Oakdale Mall, the Career Center, our broom Tiger Workforce New York job report with Preston. Good morning to you. Good morning, Doug. How are you? I'm doing good. I know you guys have the job fair tomorrow. We're excited about that. Absolutely. Let's talk about the job report. Yeah. First, we've got a medical office assistant. You'll be working in a strong, supportive team environment and perform both clerical and clerical duties, which include pre- and post-visit assessments, which is weight, blood pressure, heart rate, and pulse oximity. Next, we've got a packaging machine operator. This person's going to be setting up and operating assigned packaging machines and statistical scales to pack the optimum number of quality packages of product. And finally, we have a welder fabricator. This person's going to set up and use all plant welders and torches, use of grinding equipment as needed, both as supplement to welding and finishing other products. For more information, please contact 778-6405 or go to broomtuggleworks.com. Now, we are on Facebook, so any of you that have a Facebook account, if you go on, go to your search bar, type in broom-tayoga. Our icon will come up. If you click on it and like us, anything we post will be sent directly to you. This could be resume tips, interviewing techniques, networking strategies, job postings, and recruitments. We do have a number of recruitments. First, we have the Broom Tayoga Workforce Job Fair. This will be at Center Court at the Oakdale Mall, 601-635 Harry L. Drive in Johnson City on Tuesday, 6-15 from 1 to 3 p.m. Companies attending include Remedy Staffing, Shenango Valley School District, Will Run Foods, Bates Troy, Achieve, and more. This is a great opportunity. We've got 15 businesses that are going to be there, so it's a great opportunity for people to come out and find out what jobs are available and to talk to employers one-on-one. For the off-site recruitments, we've got Spectrum on-site recruitment. 
is having an on-site job fair on Tuesday, June 15th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They're located at 120 Plaza Drive in Vestal. They're recruiting for customer service billing representatives. MMC Group will be holding virtual interviews in every Tuesday starting March 23rd through June 29th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for their customer service and data entry positions. Google Duo will be used for their virtual interviews. MMC Group will also be conducting in-person interviews at 15 Oak Hill Ave in Endicott. Please send resume to Preston Herzog at preston.herzog at broomcounty.us to schedule an interview or call 778-6405 for additional information. And finally, Lowe's is doing open interviews. This is every Tuesday, 10 to 5 p.m. at their 225 Sycamore Road location in Vestal and their 1318 Upper Front Street Road location in Binghamton. They're looking for cashiers, customer service associates, overnight stockers, daytime receivers, and more. For more information, please contact Mike Thomas at 296-6661 or email mike at mike.thomas at lowes.com. Please apply online at www.jobs.lowes.com. So if any of you have any interest in any of those positions, please come out and see what they have to offer. All right, a lot of chances for people to get some employment. And uh, thank you very much for the report, Preston. We'll talk again tomorrow. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right, bye now. Bye-bye. Broom Tioga Workforce New York and the Career Center, which is located in the Oakdale Mall, the former Sears location, right where the Automotive Center used to be. Uh, and they are available. So uh, check them out. Give them a call if you need, 778-2136. And we'll join Broom Tioga Workforce New York tomorrow morning again around 845 for our daily. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. I reported earlier today uh, there was a barn fire out in the Brisbane area and it was affecting Route 12, reducing it to one lane between Hogsback and King Roads. And they may still be cleaning up and working on that area. So if you're traveling Route 12, it may be down to one lane in that area that I had mentioned. There's also milling and paving going on uh, all over the greater Binghamton area. Some of the notables are Old Newark Valley Road, Nanico Drive, Sanford Road, Old Route 17 with micro-milling and sealing, uh, and plenty of brush and tree cutting and removal and mowing taking place along uh, the counties uh, throughout the summer, I'm sure, but going on right now. So if you happen to come through the flag areas or the construction areas, proceed with caution. Some people like to put their four ways on. I usually do just because I want the people behind me that may be coming up uh, to be alerted. So, yeah, I mean, normally people can see that, but if you're not paying attention. So anyway, uh, just something to uh, to think about and be advised. Today is also Rod Argent's birthday from the Zombies and Argent. And I was watching when uh, the Zombies were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a few years ago. They had the induction ceremonies and uh, what they normally do is the groups, depending on how they how they get along, uh, many of them don't, but uh, they'll get up and they'll perform with uh, uh, some of the other original members or the groups. And uh, Rod Argent got up and performed with uh, a couple of different, I don't remember exactly uh, if it was the zombies. I think they did some zombie stuff. Yeah, they did. And the guy was just phenomenal on keyboards, even at his age. And that was a couple of years ago, so he was well into his 70s. Funny thing about the zombies, they were pretty much over before they even started. By the time you started hearing Time of the Season and some of the other songs, She's Not There, and some of the other hits that they had, uh, the zombies had already broken up, and Rod Argent had already moved on to form his own band, Argent. And uh, the big hit they had was a song called Hold Your Head Up. That was, uh, I think, the biggest hit. That, and maybe the only hit they had, I, I don't really remember, but um, 
Yeah, I love the zombies. You go back and listen to them and you think about it. It's like when they were playing those songs on the radio, they'd already broken up. You know, I'm sure that happens a lot because there's a lot of things we don't know about the infrastructure of bands and what they go through. I mean, being in local bands, I know we, we didn't really have any huge issues. I think the biggest issue was probably how many nights we would want to play uh, or, you know, well, there wasn't too many conflicts. But anyway, professional on a professional level, I'm sure that it's, it's a lot different. So with that said... If you get a chance to ever see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance, uh, the inductees of the Zombies, I'm sure it's out there on, on YouTube. Check out Rod Argent and check out his uh, his appearance with uh, the rest of the guys on stage. He was just awesome. Bob Joseph coming in next with WNBF's first new or Binghamton now rather as we uh, bid farewell of first news Binghamton for a Monday and. Uh, if you need more information on what's going on in our community, I always uh, defer people to the website, the WNBF website or the WNBF app, because there's always some interesting things going on in that uh, website or on the app. Actually, the app is free. You can get that wherever you download uh, your apps, uh, whether it's uh, Android or iPhone, whatever you like, either one. Some of the headlines... Uh, friend of the Twin Tiers and a, a man that we've all met here at WNBF uh, and through the different uh, years when he's come back for the golf tournament in his name. Jim Mudcat Grant has died at the age of 85. Uh, he, uh, he played with the Binghamton Triplets. He was here in Binghamton. A member of the Black Aces, an elite group of black baseball pitchers who won at least 20 games in a single season. And he was always uh, very happy to come back, very cordial, happy to see us. We interviewed him several times uh, and always look forward to seeing him every year. I know Roger Neal knew him well as well when he came in. Roger always had him on the show, and uh, we looked forward to that for many years. So we're sad to hear of his passing, and we send our condolences out to his family. Also, Binghamton University's Emily McKay. We uh, know Emily uh, earlier this year, back in March, uh, earned some accolades, achieved All-American, and she did it again this past weekend with All-American honors, taking seventh place overall in the Women's 5000 NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championship. And there's more information about that at WNBF.com. Only the second female athlete from Binghamton to compete at the NCAA Division I Outdoor Track and Field Championships. Kishora Armstrong achieved two-time honors back in 2015 and 2018 for the long jump. And uh, we might have Roger on the show tomorrow to talk about that. We'll probably have him call in tomorrow and talk about uh, Jim Mudcat Grant. And I'm sure we will because uh, Roger has... Uh, Roger was part of that every year when he came to town so i'm sure we'll uh, we'll have roger call in tomorrow and uh talk to us a little bit about that It'd be nice to catch up it's nice to be back to some sort some point of uh, normality this morning too as uh we get back uh to our regular shows for now but of course vacation you know we we all have vacation everybody takes vacation it's important that you do if you have vacation coming you should uh, definitely Plan it out so that you have time to uh, unwind and reboot if you work. So we'll look forward to that. I'm sure there'll be other opportunities as well throughout the summer to step in and host. And likewise for Bob, he'll be doing that for me soon as well. So uh, that's what we do. 
and the WNBF family. And Kathy White gets to be in the middle of all of it. Of course, she's going to be taking some vacation as well coming up, too. So uh, we'll be switching the musical chairs around here and there. But Bob in today, a little bit after 9, for WNBF's Binghamton Now. And you'll be invited to call in at 772-1290 with what's on your mind. And we'll do it up again tomorrow morning along with Kathy White about 530 right here on WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. It's 9 a.m. Have a great